Friend, please help Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry by supporting the cost to produce Spirit-Filled Radio and Podcast for this current fiscal year. You can become a partner with Spirit-Filled Hearts by donating monthly. Your contributions make a difference in the lives of all those who listen to our radio shows and podcasts. Thank you for your support. Go to spiritfilledhearts.org and click on the donate button. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. Oh, Lord, I need Welcome to Finding Your Way on Spirit Filled Radio with hosts Ralph Linsmeyer and Mark Prather. Ralph and Mark are successful business professionals, members of the Catholic CEO group Legatus, and generous donors to Catholic schools and charities. This show is dedicated to sharing the testimonies of those serving God in big and small ways and helping listeners walk in the footsteps of Christ. Here is your host to make introductions. Hello, this is Ralph Linsmeyer and Mark Prather on Spirit Filled Radio, and welcome to our show, Finding Your Way. Let's open with a prayer. What are we yearning for? Father God, we yearn for you. Open our hearts and minds to the love, peace, oneness, and hope you offer in Christ Jesus our Lord. We are very pleased and excited to have Phil Ramos with us today. Phil is founder of Philatron, which is a manufacturer of electrical wire and cable. He is on many boards, including the very special Magis board. Welcome. I, I was on the board. I mean, the boards that I served uh, were, I'm only on one board now, actually, which is Catholics Come Home. But I did serve on the Magis board with Father Robert Spetzer. I was on the Iola Institute of Spirituality, Catholic Charities. Providence, which is a, a board that Carl Kosher had me go get on, and also I was on the board of Legatus Orange County. Awesome, awesome. Well, Phil, what we want to chat with you about is your faith journey. So let's start from the beginning. Uh, you know, are you a cradle Catholic? Did you have Catholicism at home when you were a child, or did it come uh, later? Just a bit, and I'm not knocking my parents. I love my parents very much, but we weren't <laughs> really uh, practicing. Uh, we went to, we used Catholic kind of traditionally. We went to, you know, um, Holy Communion. I got baptized, but it was more of a traditional type basis and really a faith-driven uh, basis. And so I went to Catholic school up to about the third grade, and after uh, the third grade, I went to public schools, and I kind of lost my faith in the journey. And um, when I entered uh, college, uh, I had some philosophy classes, and I became an agnostic. And so I lived uh, most of my life, most of my earlier life, as an agnostic. And uh, I started Philatron, you know, with hardly any money. Grew very successful. Had I married a beautiful woman. Had two cho- two boys, two children. I should have been really happy, but. There was a void in me, and I knew something was missing, and uh, so I used to see these people that seemed to be really happy. When was this void? Kind of give us the you know the timeline. Yeah, it was around around thirty nine years old. Okay. So when I see these people, and they they were Christians, but I used to believe that people who believed in Christ were silly, and I thought that the Bible was a fairy tale. But when I saw these people, they seemed to be so happy, and they glowed so much that. I said, you know, if Christ is really for real, I'm going to develop a personal relationship with him. And, and Phil, what inspired this? What age were you at this time? I was about 39 years old. 39. So you're already a father at the time. My father's successful with a good business and, you know, a nice wife, you know. So anyway, uh-huh. 
make a long story short, I decided, you know, if he's so wrong, I'm going to develop a personal relationship with him. And I made that as a New New Year's resolution. And I guess, well, how am I going to do this? Well, I guess I'm going to have to read the Bible, what I considered a fairy tale before. So I bought a Bible, and it was a very thick book. I didn't know where to start. But the Holy Spirit led me to the Gospel of John. And when I started to read the Gospel, you know, you start in the beginning with the Word, and the Word was God, and, and He was creator of all men, and He was the light of men. When I read that, it brought back two of my most happiest days in my life. One when, when I made my first Holy Communion. And I thought that every little kid was as happy as I was, but as I grew up and I found out that it wasn't, it was the grace that God gave me. And the other was when I had a dream. And the dream, around the same time that I made my first Holy Communion, I was about like, well, I think I was about like six years old, six or seven, you know, around that age. And the dream started with a very profound darkness. I can't even explain how dark it was. Really dark, nothing. Everything was void. And I knew that wasn't just nothingness, just darkness. Then all of a sudden, in front of me, almost like a portrait, it was water. Water, a vertical water, almost like a portrait. And uh, you know how you throw a pebble into a pond, and when, when you throw it in, it'll kind of ripple off? But there was a spark in this water. And it was quiet, but it, it sparked, and then it rippled, and then another spark. And every spark was a different color. Then, after a while, there were thousands and thousands of sparks in front of me, and this water looked like a, a portrait, and water sparking in front of me. Then, all of a sudden, it stopped, and there was a face there, and the face was Jesus Christ. My goodness. And he looked at me, and he said, I am God. Then he smiled. And when he smiled, I felt a blast of happiness. I can't explain it. I never felt that. My whole life, and even to this time, you know, I, I think about it. But it so, was, what what age was this at? When this was about seven, six or seven years old. I was very young. Really, but he blasted me with this uh, with this smile, which was a blast of love. And then I, th- when I'm reading the Bible, I'm, I'm reading. I'm just starting. I said, "Wow, how could I forget those two days?" And then when I continued to read the Bible, if you read the Bible carefully, by John, he's already having other apostles follow him. But he didn't really mention any names. The first name he mentioned in the Bible was Philip. He says, Philip, come follow me. And my name is Philip. So I said, what? What's going on here? Is, is God calling me? So I kept on reading the, the Gospel by John, and I was so um, inspired with the love of Jesus. To me, that's a Gospel of love. And then after that, I went to the Acts of Apostles. And then when I'm reading the Acts of Apostles, I'm reading it with a skeptical uh, mind. I said, are these people crazy? Why are they following this man? No, they, they're following Jesus because they really believed that they saw a man die and come back to life again after three days. And they believed in it so much that they themselves were willing to give their own lives, not because of their egos, but their own lives because they believed in Jesus. So after the Acts of Apostles, I went through and started with Genesis, and I read the Bible maybe about three times. But that made me a believer. And then I started saying, well, gee, now that I believe, what am I going to do about it? Well, I think I can serve. I can serve Jesus through my business. I threw him to Philotron. 
as I mentioned before, I was on a lot of boards, but you know. I'd like to interject though yeah. here at this point, Phil, though, because I, you have quite a reputation. Now I'm I'm six five. Okay, you're not quite six five at all, but you are a giant. Okay, you have a reputation across the county because you just say yes to so many things. I know of all the boards that you've been involved in, and I've seen the action. You've been so supportive of, of life and just so many other things. I'd, we'd just like to thank you for that. But this inspiration, the love of Jesus, by just by getting into the Word, do you still read the Bible every day? Okay, well, <laughs> I have to start my day with prayer. I mean, I, if I don't start my day with prayer, I don't feel right. I mean, I just have to start with prayer. So I start off... Usually with an Asian reflection, which is from the Magist Institute, says a, you start off by reading the gospel uh, of the day from daily mass, and then there's a, a, um, uh, a like kind of a written sermon from a Jesuit priest, which I read. Then I, I go through the uh, stain of the day from uh, Franciscan media. And incidentally, I have a lot of saint friends. I mean, I just adopt saint friends and, uh-huh. as I go along, but... I go to the center of the day, and then I usually take a walk. And when I take my walk, uh, um, I'm in pretty good physical condition. I used to be a, a tournament tennis player, and I was very good. I'm not bragging, but I was very good. But I, I keep in shape. And so when I walk, when I take my walk, I pray. And uh, I'm not going to go through the prayers because it's very long. I pray for a lot of people. And then I also um, ask God to be with me um, during the day. And whenever I start a new project, if I have to give a speech at an event, I always ask the Holy Spirit to be with me. And um, I pray the rosary every night. Every night I pray the rosary, and I really meditate on the mysteries. And the mysteries of the rosary, if you really can meditate on them, you can get graces if you pray for the graces from the mysteries of the rosary. I'll just give you one example, okay? Let's talk about the sorrowful mystery. The first sorrowful mystery, the agony in the garden. And Jesus is suffering so much. He's so stressful, very stressful. And we all know life is stressful. We all have stress. But Jesus, he asks the Father, hey, can you have this cup pass over me? But then he kind of stops. He says, no, but not my will, thy will. And so what did God do? He gave him courage, strength, to carry on with, you know, what he was here for, which is to die for our sins. So when I look at that particular meditation, I ask for the grace of God. Give me the grace of divine courage, strength, and stamina so I can carry on the purpose that you created me for. Now, so that's just one example of how you can ask for a grace when you meditate in the mysteries. Phil, um, when listening to your journey, your faith journey, I think that there's so many people that I think can re- relate, you know, from, you know, the agnostic was basically saying, look, I'm not rejecting God, but I'm thinking, okay, I, you know, I'm not really there yet, right? And it's like, okay, I don't know. And then as you, to me, you did the smart thing, which is, it's okay to say, hey, I don't know. But the next thing is, let's, you know, let's get to the answer. And as you made that journey, what was going on in, in your, kind of your, you know, your mind and your heart as you were you said you you know you're reading John and what was like kind of the aha moments you know or what was happening to you where I'll just say the doubt started to crystallize to to you to say okay you know I think there's something here I think just and then I know how did that really evolve in, inside with you well I think it was a combination of the whole thing the, the, the dream the Holy Communion, and then going through the Bible and reading the Bible and learning 
what God, the New Testament, the Old Testament, and learning what God really is all about. And I, my conclusion of God is God is pure love. He's a God of love. He's not, you know, when, when, when people suffer or, you know, when we do things, normally it's because we do it ourselves. When we sin, we cause it. God doesn't cause us to suffer. We cause ourselves to suffer. And so it's the whole thing, reading the Bible and learning what God is, still searching, still, you know, learning what it is. And I'll give you an example of, of another thing. You know, I, you know, there's a lot of um, talk about science and how the young generation no longer believe in God. Well, things are beginning to change, thank God. We're beginning to find new discoveries in science that is proving that there is a higher intelligence in the design and we didn't come from monkeys. We weren't involved in monkeys. You know, God created us as human beings. And there is proof now that things are being designed by a higher, design, a higher intelligence. And um, you can do research on YouTube. You can look at, th- like for a father, Robert Spencer, he talks about the existence of God. There's another book that just came out from Stephen Meyer. And Stephen Meyer wrote a book the existence of God hypothesis, and he talked about a lot of very current proof from three developments recently in science developments that is really supporting the existence of God. So the more you can search, and at least the more I search, the more I believe in God. I mean, you know, he's there. I know he's there. He's, he's profound. And then the afterlife experiences that you can read about, it's always there, but you have to look for it. Now, one of the things I look about, you know, for, you have an agnostics. They're doubtful. They don't know what is that is, but you also have the atheists. So in my opinion, an atheist is just a very stubborn, closed-minded person that doesn't give the effort to really, really study and examine if God really exists. They get stubborn, and it's hard to change their minds. Phil, that's That's beautiful. This is Ralph Linsmeyer and Mark Prather on Spirit-Filled Radio on our show, Finding Your Way. Today, we're speaking with Phil Ramos, and Phil is speaking to his path of discovery of faith. Now, we're all—everyone is yearning for something, Phil, and, and sometimes there's a lot of questions people don't understand. But Jesus actually declared in John that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can find the way to the Father but through me. Now, it's interesting to me because Jesus declared that. But so many people are lost. So my prayer is that, that he show me the way, the truth. He is the way, the truth. But I ask him all the time for to show me the way. And that's what you've been doing today so well, Phil, show, helping us learn a way. But it's interesting, too, because we all get challenged. And so it's interesting. We're also told to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, and to give thanks in all things. Now, you surely have been uh, challenged a lot in your life from various times. Can you tell us a little bit about that rejoicing that can happen in, in trying times? Well, I have a prayer, and I maybe I should have brought it with me, but I have a prayer right by my computer that I have hung up, and it says that I, I should rejoice in our tribulations, our trials, and our sufferings, because they'll give us, you know, when you, when you suffer, if you have the grace of faith, you trust in God, and God is going to be with you, and he takes away your fears and that sort of thing. So that's the grace, and then it's the hope that things will get better. But the other thing is, is love. If you, if you have a, a certain relationship with Jesus, you have that love, and though so you're going to serve. But what, what this does, 
with all those sufferings and tribulations, what they do is they give you endurance. And endurance gives you a character. And then with the love, it gives you the faith to trust in God. And I wish I had that prayer with me, but I don't. I, you know, but I have it right in front of me. It's, it's a Romans, I can't remember the number, but it's a prayer that uh, I think about when I, when I do. Uh, all of us go through suffering. And, and I, I want to just state that you should kind of, um, when you, nobody likes to suffer, but when you do suffer, sometimes suffering is a way to get closer to God. Mm-hmm. Phil, you've been really successful in your, in your life. And to be successful, it takes a lot of drive, it takes a lot of determination. My question is, is how does a, a man that is driven counterbalance that with the requirement that, where Jesus says, you know, we must be willing to lose our life and, and surrender our lives to Christ? Let me just say, I try not to be selfish. And to me, when you say losing your life, to me it's serving Serving with all your, your, your mind, heart, and soul, and strength. To love God with all your mind, heart, soul, and strength. And to love others as yourself. And what makes me happy? Now, I became, I'm, I'm a very wealthy man. I'm very successful. And I don't give credit to myself. I give it to my creator. But to me, the thing that can make you the happiest, and I, I get you close to surrendering, is to serve. It isn't serving that you receive. It isn't giving that you receive. And if you serve, that is the thing that can make you the happiest in your life. That's what makes me happiest in my life. If I can't serve, I want to serve. And if I have people serving me, that doesn't make me happy. Making a lot of money doesn't make me happy. It's serving, which is what makes me the happiest. Well, give examples of some of the service that, that, that you really enjoy. That Well, okay. <laughs> I'm a benefactor, as you may know, to a lot of organizations, but... To me, uh, I use Philatron uh, uh, to serve. And, of course, Philatron has its challenges. I went through a lot. There's a lot of challenges to owning a manufacturing business. And I would come to every challenge ahead. But I use that company to serve. But to me, I'll give you an example. It's easier for me to give to a worthy cause. If I see there's a need it's easier for me to give us that worthy cause than to go out and buy a brand new car. That makes me happier to give to a worthy cause. So, uh, so Phil, you know, it's interesting because you mentioned um, uh, Romans. But what my favorite verse from Romans is God works all things, for the, all things together for the good for those who love him. And so at Philotron, you've had troubles and, you know, we have troubles that constantly visit us and things like that. But all things work for the good for those who love him. It's it's we we do have these trials. Do you have any thoughts about that? Have you have you seen that happen in your life? Everything the trials, even past the trials, because some people are facing trials today, but there can be good in it. Is is that true? And your ex- as- yeah, and sometimes we're not even aware that God is there with us. And I'm not going to. We don't have time to get my whole story, but there are times that uh, when I look back and and um, I look at some of the things I went through, and I realize that the Holy Spirit was there guiding me. And I look back and I say, wow, he, uh, I be, God and Jesus have been with me all the time I was an agnostic at that period. God was always, always with me. And now I can realize that. And yeah, he loves us. And, and he loves me. I know he loves me. And I, I don't know, I, I, I shouldn't feel special, but I do, you know, because it's that dream. 
Let me, let me interject, because this, this special thing is really interesting. I, this is a message for Mark, for Phil, for me. It's for everyone that's listening today. Isaiah the great prophet had a special relationship with, with the Father, probably just like you, Phil. And one day, God spoke to Isaiah, and this is what Isaiah heard God say. God said, Isaiah, 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 you are precious to me, and you are glorious, and I love you. Now, Phil, he wants to say the same thing to you, and same thing to you, Mark. But let's just direct it to you, Phil. Phil, 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 you are precious to me, and you are glorious, and I love you. The reason you're precious is you were made in the image of God. Just right, like everyone right, listening today. Right, right. And so God has that special relationship with each of us. Sometimes we're not ready for it. We're not listening. But he sure wants to touch our lives in special ways. As you're doing continually by being generous and serving others. Right. And, and let me just say, um, you know, there's three uh, personalities in the Trinity. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I feel close to all personalities, all three personalities and um, I just want to, you know, if anyone want, really wants to get closer, there's a book written by um, by Father uh, William Watson, Bill Watson. Uh, he's a Jesuit priest, and he wrote 40 Days uh, Journey uh, to Anacious Journey to, uh, to Christ, or the Trinity. And if you read that, uh, that'll give you insight on how to get close to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So what is your advice for people that— you know, are struggling, and because they're struggling in life, they question the, their faith. They start to doubt their faith. And what's your advice to help them kind of work their way through, you know, the struggles of their life? That's a good question, Mark, because even um, even holy people will have problems with their faith at times. You know, his Sister Teresa had problems. Yeah. But there's uh, situations where you're in desolation, you know, versus consolation. But the main thing is never give up. Never give up. Uh, and when you're in those low points of your life, that's the time that you want to even pray even more so. And you just, you get that personal relationship and you pray by talking to God. You talk to the Father. The Father to me gives me my strengths. Jesus gives me my love. Holy Spirit gives me divine wisdom, understanding, and direction. But you talk to Him. And when you're going through those low periods, that's the time you don't give up. Never give up on your faith. When you start the rosary, there are three uh, Hail Marys you start before you start the rosary. The first Hail Mary, I'll say, and give me the grace. Mary, pray for me for the grace of faith and trust and God's love and support of me and everybody associated with me. The second Hail Mary, I say, Mary, pray for me to have the grace of hope that I'll never give up on my faith or what I was created for. And the third uh, Hail Mary, I say, Mary, pray for me to have the grace of love, to serve our, our God and serve you and serve my loved ones, Philotron employees, Philotron, the golden goose, we need to serve, and God's people. God's people are the people I always donate, the priests, the, the nuns, and all the people that I know, and people like you you two, you're God's people. So I, I think that's beautiful. I really appreciate that you shared that. But for you, what is your evidence that Mary heard you. Oh, Mary, Mary, she helps me all the time. Okay, I'm going to brag a little bit. I shouldn't <laughs> brag, but I'm going to brag a little bit because this happened. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I used to be um, a tournament tennis player, and I was very good, un- undefeated in the city of, of Cerritos and city of Anaheim Hills. And we went out to a playoff, and I, and I didn't really want to play. I was an older guy. It was a seniors uh, tournament. 
And I was asked to play on a doubles team. I said, no, I don't play competition anymore. Anyway, they twist my arm. I said, yes, I'll, I'll play. But before the turn, and I played in the number one team, but before uh, the, the game, and I was in the hotel room, I prayed a rosary. And I prayed the rosary, and when I got to the end of the rosary, my biggest concern going into the tournament was pulling a muscle. I was an older guy, and I moved very fast, and if I moved too quickly, I was afraid I would pull a muscle, and I didn't want to let my team down. That's the reason I didn't want to let my team down. They were relying on me. So, Mary, you know God gave me a lot of uh, talent. He gave me quickness, and I'm a good tennis player. Please, Mary, Please make help me make it through this tournament without pulling a muscle. And then as an afterthought, I said, oh, Mary knows it that we win. Okay, so now we go to the tournament, and we are the smallest club, literally, of all of Southern California. And we're playing against very big clubs from L.A. County, Orange County, San Bernardino County, San Diego. All the counties, they have bigger cl- clubs than ours, and we were not really— uh, we were a wild card on, on the tournament. We weren't expected to win at all. We were on the lowest, lowest expected to win. So when we started to play, we won, we won, we won. And all of a sudden, we found ourselves in stadium court, and we won the whole tournament. And I asked my partner, hey, can you pinch me and make sure that I'm not dreaming? Did we win this whole tournament? Yes, we did, Phil. So then I went back, and I said another Hail Mary, but it was the thanks, uh, Hail Mary Thanksgiving. But that's it. Just one example, Mary. Hey, Phil, you know you are a, such an inspiration, I, and you know, relying on Mary, I think that's that's part of the answer of walking in a peaceful life. But we're kind of winding down right now. I think we need to close in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings you bestowed on us, especially our faith in you. Open our eyes to your truth, for you truly are the way, the truth, and the life. Father God, guide us well to always yearn to strive for you. Please fill our hearts and kindle in us the fire of your love. Phil, thank you so much. You've been a blessing and a true inspiration. I'd like to sit down with you again some more to learn more, to lean more on your path. Good, thank you, and I appreciate having me here. Thank you. God bless you. You've been listening to Finding Your Way with hosts Ralph Linsmeyer and Mark Prather. For more, go to spiritfilledmedia.org. That's spiritfilledmedia.org. In closing, we share this word from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21. To this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in His footsteps. Take care, friend. listening to the Spirit-Filled Radio Network. Special words and special music to glorify God. It's the feeling you get when you see a familiar face in a crowd of strangers. It's the way the embrace of a loved one feels after a hard day. That feeling is comfort, and it's what we provide to families who turn to O'Connor Mortuary in their moment of need. More than just providing quality funeral service, we provide the necessary guidance and support to help Catholic families and people of all faiths and cultures process grief and heal their hearts. We are here to help every step of the way. For compassionate comforts in a time of loss, call O'Connor Mortuary in Laguna Hills. You can reach us at 949-581-4300. That's 949-581-4300. 
O'Connor Mortuary is a sponsor partner of Spirit-Filled Radio. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please consider supporting Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry with a one-time or monthly gift. Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are only funded by generous donors who believe in our mission to evangelize.